The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Yesterday, the government announced that free IVF treatment will be available to certain people from September. But the availability of the treatment uh, may depend on your age, your body mass index. So that's basically, are you weight-wise, are you suitable for the treatment? Uh, although, mind you, there are question marks over why you should be excluded on your BMI reading, but also your gender. The plans have come in for major criticism in the last 24 hours. I've been reading a lot on it this morning, and uh, it's a very, very hot topic. The government are looking to replicate the Scottish model. John is on the line to me. Good morning to you, John. Good morning, Gareth. How are you? Good, thank you. Now, what do you think of Stephen Donnelly's initiative here? Uh, discrimination, discrimination, discrimination. Simple as that. The, the age cut-off point, um, the whole thing about the obesity and everything, body mass index, the whole lot. Like if, you, God, if you go to a private clinic, obviously you will be advised, I mean, if you're uh, very overweight, and you're trying to get pregnant, your GP will even advise you to lose weight. But to be automatically cut out, right, I mean, and stigmatised, you know, uh, if you go to a private clinic, you won't be treated like that. You will be advised, but you definitely won't be discriminated against, like, and I think it's outrageous. But look, I'm not surprised that this present minister will be on the ship, but I presume he is advised behind him, and I don't think he was advised properly. I don't think he's up to the job in, in any case anyway, but... The age cut-off point as well. Look, there's a lot of people now, and you're not supposed to have any kids at all, just carry on the community for going for the treatment. But the, the whole thing is that there are people now, not as you're doing last like they did before, Gareth, and people that have new partners. And look, even if they had one kid, right, they might want a, a child with that new partner, right? Mm-hmm. So, but that cuts them out completely. Right. Mm-hmm. Also, like I mean, like uh, single people or people of same-sex marriage. I mean, like two women, we say. I mean, and if they if they want to avail this, they're cut out of the equation. So there's not that a discrimination going on here, and I think it's highly insulting. I think highly insulting. And I'm looking at the uh, the exclusion. Um, different sections of, of, of like there there are more exclusion situations here than inclusive situations. A- anyone who's already undergone more than one round of privately funded IVF will be excluded. Yeah, yeah that's um, right. It kind of strikes me that w- when you consider that the Scottish model excludes women aged forty one and over, um, and there's a similar situation here, would would it not be the case that most women who would want to take part in this free IVF would be over the age of 41? Well, this is it, because people are having their families. I mean, if you go through the social history of this country, you see, like, I mean, people are having kids, and, uh, I mean, they talk about teenage pregnancies, but, I mean, people are getting married at 18 and 19 years of age. If you go back to the 50s and the 60s, they had four or five kids. By the time they were 25, you know? Mm. So, I mean, the thing is, I mean, society has changed. And change dramatically, and I, I think just uh, this, this present um, policy by the, the head minister, I think, has been completely discriminating. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, from what I'm, from what I know, from what's being released, information was at the moment, uh, three thousand individuals uh, will be able to uh, qualify for this. Three thousand. Mm-hmm. That's not a lot so, of people, is it? It's not a lot of people, really. And the budget as well, like, I mean, I know, will that cover it, you know? But um, 
No, I, I, I feel that there's, there's an awful lot of discrimination going on in it, I think, because, as I say, society has changed so much. People are starting their families later now on account of trying, look, let's be honest, we all know what it's like, uh, trying to live now and trying to pay huge mortgages, trying to pay huge rents, trying to, you know, run a household, I mean, the cost of it alone, just to, to get by on a weekly basis. So, I mean, the thing is, you know, people are struggling and they do need help in a situation like this. And I think to be penalising people because you're just uh, under 41, um, I, I, I think it's completely uh, discriminating against people. Like Because, look, as I said, people are starting new relationships. Marriages don't last forever anymore, unfortunately. And people want to have a child with their new partner. No, they, they would be to their 40s, maybe. But are they not quite entitled to? No, I know some people have had this arguments with one or two people gathered. They said, why should taxpayers be funding this? Well, I, my answer straight back is why not? Mm. Is, is this not just spin on the part of the government? Like, let's face it, we're looking at a, a general election, probably late 2024, maybe earlier, maybe early 2025. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, just possibly, yeah, because there'd be lots of more, uh, you know, policies now that will be supposed to be for, you know, implemented for the good of, of society. Like, I mean, we, we're talking about giveaway budgets, whatever, quite possibly. Will we go back to 1977 when Jack Lynch brought the election? With the rates being taken off and the car tax being taken off, will we go that far? I don't know. But definitely there will, there will be lots of giveaway. But look, I hope people won't fall for that gavel because, like, I mean, when they do settle it, you know, after every election, like, I mean, we get back to the nitty-gritty of ordinary life again and the struggles will still be there. Yeah. But this is possibly, like, I mean, a shot across the bow. Now, possibly for the local elections coming for and the general just to soften up people by the way, you know, we're so humane. Look what we're doing now. But as I said, I can see huge discrimination right across this 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 policy in here. Yeah, and and when I'm sure you're not surprised. I mean, ten million. Stephen Donnelly uh, announcing ten million for the service. That's only a drop in the ocean. That's all. That's all. That's all. That's another. That's, that's another insult. Let's be honest. You know, this thing is riddled, as they say, with with insults and with discrimination. And why are thinking anyway? Maybe other people feel different. I don't know. Mm. And just in case there's another clause here, those who have had previous voluntary sterilisation will be excluded. So, yeah, we'll yeah, see that again. Here we are again. More discrimination. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah. it's, 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 no, no, no. I, I think it's it's wrong in even all fronts in here. Right. Good to talk to you, John. Thanks very Good much. Man. Thank, you. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Gareth O'Callaghan for PJ uh, this week and next. He's away uh, on a well-earned break and he'll be back in a couple of weeks' time. Nice to have your company this Wednesday morning. As we were talking just before the news at 10 with Victoria, eligible couples can receive one free round of uh, in vitro fertilisation IVF treatment from September. That's according to an announcement by Minister for Health Stephen Donnelly and uh, he has secured 10 million euro for the service in budget 2023. 10 million sounds like an awful lot of money when you consider that there are a lot of individuals who would love to avail of this treatment. It's simply just a drop in the ocean. June Shannon is health journalist, um, health journalist actually from Bishopstown but living in Dorky in Dublin. Hi there June. Hi Gareth, how are you? Lovely to chat to you. Nice to chat to you too. Now you you you're looking at this from both sides of the fence, aren't you? 
I am indeed. So I have a, uh, my background is in medical and health journalism, but I also have personal um, experience of infertility where I had five rounds of IVF um, and we spent 25,000 euro on treatments. Um, thankfully, we were one of the lucky ones and we had a beautiful baby girl in 2015, who's now seven. Um, but I've also been uh, kind of looking at this uh, and I suppose advocating in a way for funding for a long time because as I'm sure you know um, Ireland is one of the very few countries in the EU that doesn't fund any public funding until the announcement yesterday. Mm. What do you make of the amount that is being put forward? When you look at it in the context of the overall health budget it's a drop in the ocean as you said it's minuscule really um, you know, if you do a very rough sums, you know, a, an average cycle of IVF, just the cycle itself is can cost between five and six thousand euro. If you are to go with a donor egg cycle, it can go up to eight thousand. Um, and then that's not including all the tests, treatments, blood tests, scans, etc., um, consultants fees that you do before you even get the treatment itself yeah. um, you know and this uh, infertility has been recognized by the world health organization as a medical condition it's also been recognized as a disability it affects one in six couples in ireland um and it's 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 a apart from it being a, a physical condition it's also got a devastating mental health impacts yeah because the process is extremely intense isn't it from the very first from the get-go it's extremely intense. Um, it's emotional. It's like a roller coaster. Um, anyone who's been down the road will understand that. And I don't think anyone who hasn't been down that road is really prepared for it. And I don't want to put people off either because, you know, it's a great it's a great treatment and it does it does work. Um, but I suppose it's to try and be a bit realistic about it. For example, it rarely works full time, first time. It does, of course, sometimes, but not always. Mm-hmm. Um, and the government are currently funding just one cycle. Um, they've also allowed or agreed that if a couple have undergone just one cycle, they pay for themselves privately then that couple can uh, be eligible. So you either had none or one cycle, but a lot of people will know and say that, you know, it it can take numerous cycles to get any success. And for example, in Britain, the NHS funds up to three cycles. Right. So if you've had three cycles, you're excluded automatically. Oh, Um, yeah. If you've had two. You're automatically. Yeah, but in other words, as you say, many many couples would have gone through four and five cycles. So this this treatment, this free treatment, as they're calling it, uh, they're eliminated completely from the get go. Yes, they are yeah. completely. You're eliminated if you've if you've had one cycle. Sorry, more than one. Yeah, June. Can you just for those who are unfamiliar with the whole IVA, IVF journey? as it is Um, and for many it's it's a journey that lasts for years and years and years can you take us through it yeah of course so I mean everybody is different so I'll stay by saying that everyone's journey is different this is this was our cycle as such I'll talk from a personal experience so we had difficulty conceiving went to my GP the GP referred us to a clinic and they were very helpful and a lovely clinic Um, and so then what happens is that you they start doing tests to find out, you know, why are you not conceiving? So they they test the hus- my husband's sperm and um, he had scans, I had scans. And after all these blood tests and, and um, investigations, I suppose, which you pay for, um, it turned out that we had what's called unexplained infertility. So basically about a quarter of 
infertility problems are female related, uh, a quarter are male related, a quarter are unexplained and the last quarter are a mix of male and female. So we had un- we have unexplained infertility. They didn't know why we weren't conceiving naturally. And just to clarify, yesterday there was some confusion about the reporting with people saying you needed a clinical diagnosis of infertility to be eligible for this treatment. Um, therefore, unexplained infertility, people were thinking maybe this isn't included, but in fact it is because unexplained infertility is in itself a clinical diagnosis. So that's just something to clarify. So then you go and if you're if you've been told you can do IVF, you go along and you start taking your hormones, your medication, your treatment, your injections to what you're doing is you're stimulating your ovaries to produce eggs. Right. So you could do that over a number of weeks, you stimulate your ovaries, then you go under sedation and the the eggs are retrieved. Um, under sedation and then your husband or your partner whoever's sperm that you're going to use um, is then in the lab mixed the sperm is mixed with the eggs and left overnight to see if the embryos form if the embryos form then you're brought back in at a certain time all this time you're also taking other hormones to build up the lining of your womb so what you're trying to do is kind of match the natural cycle where you would produce Mm. eggs and then your womb would line lining would build up and then you go and you the embryo itself if it's been made is inserted into your womb and then you have a two-week wait to see if you're pregnant or not now all those steps can come with uh, problems so for example on one of our cycles our first cycle it was successful but i miscarried at nine weeks another cycle that we had we had the embryos but unfortunately the embryos that we created all failed overnight so we had no embryos to transfer right so just because you have a positive pregnancy, and I don't mean to be negative about this, it's kind of the, the real thing is, unfortunately, just because you've had one positive pregnancy test, you know, those lines that are so amazing in the test window, unfortunately and sadly doesn't mean you'll have a baby at the end of nine months. Mm-hmm. Because as all, as all women know, we have pregnancy loss, miscarriage, etc. That's why I think this one cycle is, is very unfair funding for just one cycle is really hugely unfair on on people and also the funding announced doesn't cover um same-sex couples doesn't cover single people who want to have a baby um and that's to do with the legislation though that the legislation needs to be put in place for that so it's it strikes me as 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 though it's just a token gesture really on the part of the government i mean you know it has to be welcomed of course it's hugely welcome because we're the only country in the eu as i said that doesn't fund ivf publicly and it's but it can only be welcomed as a first step Mm. and we need to keep the pressure on government to say you know this is brilliant and it's it's a great help because you know if you are under undergoing the journey it also includes iui which is another form of treatment it cuts your bill by six grand yeah you know, which will be great, Um, you know, but it's a first step. And I think we all, you know, we need to keep the pressure on to make sure that donor eggs and donor sperm are included and to make sure that same-sex couples and single people also are will be included and more cycles are funded. Yeah, but there's still a big question mark over that at the moment, isn't there? Yeah, they're still waiting to see what's going to happen. So we need to need to keep the pressure on, Garth. Yeah. So um, this is something the LGBT community are asking at the moment, you know, what about us? Uh, and there, there doesn't seem to... Really, it's, it's, a, it's a situation, it strikes me as though the announcement has been made, but the HSE is still finalising the plans. 
Uh, well, I think that, yeah, there's some of that, yes. But the problem as well, unfortunately, for the um, for the LGBT community is that the Assisted Human Reproduction Bill hasn't been passed. It's mm. been waited on for so long now and government haven't passed it yet. So that needs to... What's kind of happened in Ireland is that, you know, amazingly, fantastically, fertility treatments has taken huge strides forward and can do some brilliant things now, which you could never do before. But legislation hasn't caught up. Yeah. So yeah. we need to pass that bill as well. How costly was the treatment, if you don't mind me asking, in terms no, of, of course in monetary not. terms? Yeah. Where did you get the money? Did, did, was it from friends? Was it from family? Did you borrow from the bank or the credit union? Yeah, I mean, in total, it cost us €25,000. Um, we borrowed from the credit union. We borrowed from the bank. Um, we were lucky in a way that we were in a position to borrow because we were working or we had, you know, a salary. Um, lots of people aren't in the same position as us, so we were very lucky. Um, but, yeah, it meant as well that we never bought a house. You know, we're still renting. All of this stuff has not gone effects for your financial life. Um, we're still paying off the loan seven years later. Um, and also... Um, the money as well, the last final pot of money was an inheritance from my mum when she passed away and uh, that pot of money was our, was made us successful so I called my daughter after my mum which was, which oh, was beautiful yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. nice to think that she, she was she was cheering you on she was and she was always in my corner yeah. always Yeah. yeah. so you know if it wasn't for mum and that last pot we, we'd never have had our daughter that's amazing is, yeah. is, is it a very debilitating treatment? Like over a long period of time, it takes its emotional, uh, the, 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 there must be huge emotional consequences as well as physical. It's emotionally draining, of course it is. Um, to be honest with you, the physical I didn't find too bad. Mm. You know, I thought it was grand. I think you just, emotionally it was hard because, you know, through all those steps that I outlined earlier, it's like, you know, Will I respond to medication? Will my womb lining be thick enough? Will the eggs be retrieved? How many eggs will they get? Will they have embryos? Will those embryos survive? You know, it's like a roller coaster. You've got all these questions at every step. So it's it's emotionally hugely draining, particularly if you've gone on for years and years and years. But people who go down this journey, um, the IVF road, I suppose, are in my in my view, heroes. You know, they've mm. done this for years and years and years and they'll do it and they're committed to it. Um, it's very sad then when the journey ends with, you know, w- with heartbreak and, and there's no result and there's lots of couples out there as well who are living with that. And with all the news as well around this, you know, there's loads of people today who are suffering with infertility listening to the news and it's, uh, you know, it's heartbreaking for them. I really, really feel feel for them. Yeah, it's 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 one step forward, but then there's nothing beyond that as yet. Yeah, we have to have to keep keep calling for yeah, more. Yeah, um, but it is a welcome first step. I have to acknowledge that. Okay, June, it's been wonderful talking to you, and thanks for joining us this morning. And thanks, Gary. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye. Thank you, health journalist June Shannon, um, reliving her experiences of IVF treatment, and uh, what a lovely lovely thought that uh, June's mother with that inheritance money, enabled her to actually have that successful treatment in the end. It's wonderful. Now, we're going to stay with the story. Uh, we have more coming up very, very shortly. You can get in contact with us. If you'd like to text us, we'll give you the number now in a second. And uh, as I say, we're coming back to the...
the IVF treatment in a couple of moments' times. Join the conversation! Text or WhatsApp 083 396 This is the Opinion Line with PJ Cooley. Oh, it's 96 FM! Welcome back. We're uh, highlighting the story. It's a very, very big story this week. Minister for Health Stephen Donnelly announcing that eligible couples, eligible couples and there are huge uh, there's quite a number of criteria involved in being eligible. Eligible couples can receive one free round of uh, of IVF treatment from this September we're hearing uh, this week. Nicola is a young mum who has gone through IVF treatment. She and her partner Anthony have first hand experience of the process and here's a short clip of the couple talking about their journey. I went in very, I didn't know anything about it at the start. Google is the worst thing to do. I was learning the whole way, you know, even after every cycle, learning my own body, what worked for me, what way I reacted to different meds. It's a lot, it can be scary. And it's not just just because I'm physically going through with my body and injections. And, you know, it's anything that's gone through it as well. You know, going through all the appointments, the the different outcomes, nothing is straightforward. Things get changed up. So I did find it challenging that not many people talk about it. Um, we didn't really talk about it at the start to people. It was just us and the unknown. We, we, we just didn't know what we were getting into. Like I said, I think we were just a bit naive at the start. We thought that oh, IVF will just it will work the first time. But then we didn't know all the steps that was involved. And you know, as you said, we both went through it. But realistically, really, like you went through it. Everything was with yourself and education, and she was going through it. I'm just kind of there for support, but not actually going through it. So that's I think was the hardest for me, is watching herself go through the failed one and then everything's happy and we're back on that high buzz and then it fails again and obviously being there for support and being at the appointment and stuff but not actually going through and like the, the medication wasn't straightforward it was yeah. hard on the body and hard on herself and like I was obviously I was obviously not taking the medication so it was kind of like she was doing it all herself well, which is hard gave, for me yeah, he gave me the injections <laughs> yeah that was uh, I couldn't that do was, yeah so that it, was oh, yeah, but it was still it was your body going yeah. through so that was the hard thing for me is to sit back and watch you go through and then the failed ones then yeah that was I think was the hardest for me that's Nicola and Anthony there short clip um, listening to them describing the journey something that jumped out at me was the fact that as they embarked on this journey not many people were willing to talk to to talk to them about it Nicola how are you hi how are you I'm good it's lovely to talk to you just listening to that there um lots of questions for you why do you think people were reluctant to chat to you um I think it's I don't know if if couples or women are embarrassed to talk about it you know infertility it's um obviously since we're running that campaign this week which is great to get people talking about it because it is one in six couples that do you know have problems um I think when we started our journey obviously a couple of years ago pre-covid um yeah you know when you're in the reception and waiting rooms um people don't want to look up you know it's like people are embarrassed and don't want to openly talk about it so I definitely feel it's probably getting a bit better now but definitely um, it's yeah I I don't know I just think people are embarrassed to talk about it and How were your families? Um, Yeah they were great you know we didn't actually really tell them at the start um, to be honest we um, we just had ourselves and then Obviously, when it, it didn't start to go our way, we start to share our, you know, talk to families that this is what we're going through. And because it can be quite obvious, you know, obvious, you know when you're on medications and the effects of the medications and stuff. And um, so, yeah, they were great, very supportive, um, very, you know, 
very supportive and open that we, you know, we were sharing that with them because yeah. we didn't know anyone that was gone through IVF and, you know, someone might know someone's neighbor or someone that has gone through and has worked or hasn't worked. So mm. um, even back then, we didn't know anyone personally gone through. But now as the years go on, we've talked to so many people that are more open now and talk through their journey. And we've given our numbers out to people that we don't even know to, you know, if they have any questions and stuff and um, because people have passed on our details because we've gone through it. So it would have been nice if we had that. But, you know, at the start, just someone to talk to that has been through it because, again, it's a lot and you're going into the unknown, not knowing what to expect. When you were both told that you, you both had fertility difficulties, was that a huge shock to you? Yeah, yeah. I I, th- I thought it was only me. Um, but then when we were told, we were sit down, sat down and told that, listen, there was problems on both ends, that the possibility of conceiving naturally was probably not going to happen. Um, Anthony in, in his late 20s, and I was 30 at the time, was like, what? You know, it, it was just shocking. I think we mm-hmm. took some time. Um, but the clinic was very supportive. You know, they have counsellors there if you needed, that they were like, listen, you know, lots to take in. There, there's options there. So that's what was great for us. But I think we just saying, oh, God, you know, it's not going to happen. This is our only option. Um, and IVF was, you know, there's obviously loads of other steps and medications and IUI and different things before IVF, but we were told we'd, we'd have to go straight to IVF. Right. Um, so, yeah, it was a lot to take in. Um, I have to say it was very shocking. <laughs> did, at, did, at did it put a strain on your relationship? Um, probably not. No, not then. I think we were both just disappointed because it was both of us. You know, mm. we were both like, if it was one, it might be a bit, you know, we were both just frustrated and we were just like, I think it brought us closer because we were both going through it, but we just were just so shocked. But we were, it was just great that we were in a position that we actually were like, you know what, we're going to start right away. You know, yeah. we, we didn't know at the time if we were going to, and we said, no, listen, you know, time is probably not on our hands either. And, you know, it mightn't work. So we were just like, you know, let's get started. And we set up another appointment and then we literally just, yeah, we just went from there and we're like, okay, what are the options? What do we need to do? Mm. And obviously to get to that stage, we had loads of various tests done on both sides. You know, we were in and out for different scans and procedures before we were sat down and told that. So um, can it was I, time can, consuming. Can I ask how old each of you was when you decided to, to, to go for the treatment? Um, yeah, I think I was um, 30, 30 and Anthony would have been 20... Seven, twenty-seven. Yeah. So young. Um, you were yeah. bo- you were both very young. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, we we're definitely like starting to talk about kids, and um, you know, it's what we wanted wanted to start a family together. Um, so yeah, we just thought, you know, from looking and googling, as I said, is the worst. But <laughs> we thought, you know, yeah. I, I I didn't think it was IVF. I just thought, oh, we might need help. We might need just a little help for medication or something, you know, for to maybe helped me overlay, but never yeah. did I think that I would have had to go down that road. Yeah. Anthony says in that little clip we heard there of the two of you, he says that you were the one who physically went through it. You, you talk about the effects that the medication had on you. Was it was it very nauseous? What, 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 what sort of physical effects, what sort of emotional effects did you feel of taking the medication? 
Yeah, for for me, I found them quite. Um, yeah, and I know everyone's experience is different, but and I don't want to put anyone off. But for me, it was very hard. Um, I had a very low egg count, so there wasn't many follicles there that could obviously produce eggs, and the quality wasn't that good. So they the medication to stimulate to get as many possible eggs as I can, um, was very harsh. You know, I was very bloated. Um, really, like like towards the end before I got the egg retrieval, um. Like I couldn't walk. I was sitting on my couch. You know, I it, w- it was it was very harsh. And trying to get the injections, I'm getting the injections in every day. Going in now for scans was painful. Um, but again, they're trying their best to get mm. as many eggs as possible. So, but uh, and to a certain size because if they go over a certain size and they can't retrieve them, so it was a lot of back and forth. And um, yeah, and then, but obviously they're doing the best that you can. So I was like, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. You know, like whatever to get the best outcome and then yeah it was quite painful and obviously this it goes on for months and weeks yeah. and then they might change it up um, and trying to inject where you were before and try different different spots it's yeah it can be quite sore yeah, I can imagine like did you ever feel at any stage I'm giving this up I can't I can't keep going yeah, I was very emotional, like, you know, from the side effects. And then, um, you know, because I was working at the time, I wasn't working from home. It was all pre-COVID and just getting in and out of work, trying to hide it from people. And that's why at the start, you know, as I said, we kept it from our families. And then we couldn't because, you know, physically you could see it wasn't going to different events and different things. So, it, um, yeah, it's, yeah, it was tough. But well, look, looking, I, looking back, this is, the, I suppose this is the, this is the magic in hindsight, if it's successful, isn't it? It was worth everything. Yeah, month. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's it. And I think I use, myself and Anthony, I really share our story because we were both told, you know, at a young age that it wasn't going to happen naturally. And through all the different cycles and changing dif- different things, um, you know, it didn't work for our first few cycles, but every single cycle, they changed things up, different meds, different protocols. And then we have two kids, you know, we've, um, I just have a, we just had our boy recently, he's three months. And well, congratulations. Yeah, so it's, oh, thank you. And uh, <laughs> we have a three-year-old. So there is, it, it does work, you know, it's great. It might, might take people a couple of years or a couple of cycles, um, but, you know, we well, we were actually successful three times. Unfortunately, one of the cycles did. I did get pregnant, but I ended up having a miscarriage. Um, so really, three pregnancies I've had. But um, but yeah, two children. So it, it's definitely mm-hmm. worth all the injections and the time and yeah. everything like that. And when you both look at them when they're asleep at night, what do you think? It it must be magical. Oh, it is. Yeah, I, I to be honest, I'm blessed with one. I just think it's a miracle having two. I just uh, definitely. I just. Yeah, we we were just so appreciative that we just like without IVF we wouldn't have had our kids. Yeah. So it's um yeah. What what do you think of the new initiative? This this free IVF treatment now that the the eligibility for the treatment that there's a lot of criteria and I think a lot of people are going to feel very excluded very quickly. What do you think about it? Yeah, like. I was yeah we were actually chatting about it last night as you know obviously okay it was it's great that there's something there um I do and I know there's probably I, I can see different sides um I think just being through it and for us um and for couples you know one round is just definitely not enough it's better than you know there's nothing there when we uh we're going through our, all our cycles but yeah some of the criteria like um 
just the BMI and, and just the one round, like it can take one round just to even see what works for your body, you know, or what you, what if you don't respond? So, and there's so many different steps mm. and just being through it. It's like, yeah. And, and I do, I know that they say for people that don't have kids. And then I know, obviously I feel for people that have one kid and want to give their kid a sibling, sibling mm. but then I try to think back when we had no kids, we're like, we just want it to work once. We just want yeah. one baby to hold in our arms. So I can, of course, for them couples, it is, you know, it's, it's amazing. Um, but I just think when when people see that money, the like the t- the ten million, it, it's it's really like I think what was said earlier on in the show. Um, it's not enough because it just can like between tests and bloods and medication, you're just it just got racks up to the thousands all the time, yeah. you know. And, and then they're saying it, that like with the with that amount of money, ten million, only three thousand will be able to avail of the, the of the treatment. Yeah, and if they all get one cycle, but what happens if they get so close? Yeah, and then they want you know they want to go again, and then they're you know they don't have the money you they're know or any even bills. contribution. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just yes. it's just to remind everybody that the minister for health has said that they're they're focusing on the Scottish model and they want to try to replicate that as much as they can here. Now that excludes those with a BMI of under eighteen are over 30. Now, no formal restriction BMI figures have been announced here in Ireland, but it's most likely going to be those figures. Uh, you'll be excluded if you're under 18 um, or over 30. Um, and also, the Scottish model excludes women aged 41 and over and men aged 60 and over will be excluded once again, although no formal restriction for ages have been announced in Ireland. I mentioned earlier on when I was talking to June, Shannon, um, Nicola, that it, it kind of strikes me that a lot of women who decide to hell with everything that's happened, I want to go for IVF, are probably in their, their 40s. So why exclude women yes. over the age of 41? I know, and as well, because people probably don't go down that road until they're starting to try. You know, people mightn't start thinking about their families till their 30s. You know, they might try themselves. And then so you might have this pressure on people now thinking, oh, God, I'm nearly 40. You know, if that is if I want to avail of that, you know, we might have to start thinking about it now. I think the age is definitely is um this definitely should be brought yeah. uh, or should be changed because very, very questionable. Yeah. yeah. Listen, it's yeah. been great talking to you. Uh, you had your IVF at the Sims Clinic, didn't you? Uh, Sims, yeah. 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 Leading fertility provider, Sims IVF. Just for those who might be interested, six clinics across Ireland, including Cork, and they have recently launched an open discussion initiative on infertility. And Nicola had her IVF treatment with Sims. Best wishes to you and to the two kids and to Anthony, Nicola. And it's been great chatting to you this morning. Great. Thanks very much for having me. Thank Take you. Take care. Bye now. Thank you so much. Thanks a lot. Uh, fascinating discussion. And um, I think it's it's going to run and run and run. And whether the 10 million materialises in the end or whether we're going to have to wait until early next year before the whole plan is rolled out, it wouldn't surprise many people if that was the case, that uh, there are delays found in the system and the whole thing gets held up like so much that's going on at the moment. Uh, but but the, as of now, uh, eligible couples can receive one free round of in vitro fertilization IVF treatment, and that, we hope, will be from September. Quartz 96 FM.